This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. I'm Bargasso, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast, episode 181. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. I think I said things in the reverse. How so? Like, don't I normally say it differently? I think so. Yes. But we have been so busy with (laughs) travel and trying to get back into a normal swing. And then we've got some other stuff going on. It's just been hectic. So that you got an intro out at all is a success. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 181 of the Runny Drink Podcast. We're your hosts. We're happy to be here. And we have an amazing show for you this week. We really do. This is the one we looked so forward to for so long. This being... The week that we're going to talk about the Anchorage Run Fest. We could talk about it for hours. We are going to talk about it for hours over the course of several weeks. But uh, much of that is going to be uh, patron-only content. So they get some extra special stuff. But we've got amazing Mm. content for everyone on today's show. Because we're going to be talking about... The Run Fest itself, in total. Yes, the We're, Run Fest itself. The it is a festival that celebrates all distances of running. Yeah, they have a one miler, mm-hmm. a five k, yes, a half marathon, uh huh, and a unique distance. Yes, they also have a marathon. A, a marathon. You just jumped uh, wait, straight to the unique. I isn't aspect. That, that, that's not shorter than the marathon, is it? I was trying to go in order of, of distance. Forty nine k. Forty nine k. I don't know. I don't know if that's longer than a. Uh, marathon you know who would or not. know that? Greg <laughs> in Orlando would know that. <laughs> he probably would. Yeah. So they've got all of those distances to run, and then we have just in 30 miles it's over it's just over 30 miles aha uh-huh. okay so i was wrong i was trying to do it in order i got it wrong so if you go in descending order it's 49k the marathon which you could walk or run because there is a walking category for the marathon mm-hmm. then you also have the half marathon which is on the same course and you have the 5k which is on the same course very smart oh yeah very smart and then you also have the day before you have a bevy of one mile races and kids races too yes so it is a festival that celebrates all populations of running a variety of distances and the unique one that you mentioned yeah but we're going to be talking about the two distances that we ran 
mm-hmm. in this year's Anchorage Run Fest. The one miler and the 5K. And then we are going to follow that up with amazing food and beverage from the greater Anchorage, Alaska area. Oh, yes. We had a classic steakhouse meal. We really do. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, but I was on a mission, and we'll talk about that when we get to the uh, To the eating, food portion. Yes, the exploring, eating portion of our show at uh, Simon and Seifert's. Yes. We're going to explore that. Thank you to one of our friends of the show who recommended that for yes, us. Yes, Mark Zawatko, you are the man for telling us Perfection. about this place. Perfection. And when it comes to the beverages, you know... Mm. What I love about Anchorage, aside from the natural beauty in the surrounding area, oh, the, the, the people who live there are just incredibly friendly. I yeah. love that it's a military-friendly town. Me too. The options for breweries and distilleries. Yes, and the last time we went prior to the pandemic, 2019, mm-hmm. we explored many breweries. And like you said, we have some bonus content because we just couldn't stay away from them. We had to see if they were still there, if they were still doing it, if they had new and exciting different beers on their menus. But we decided to go a little bit of a different path. Yes. In celebrating our races. Yes. So we're going to be toasting our accomplishment with some insanely good spirits from anchorage distillery in amazing cocktails yes fabulous anchorage distillery so that is a look forward at this week's episode so let's let's talk running and let's start out with any running updates training updates we are as we are recording this we just got back we just returned (laughs) from our trip to the Great Smoky Mountains and doing the the Smoky Mountain 5K. And we're going to have some incredible stuff for you guys from that race in the next couple of weeks. But Including shout outs at this very moment. Congratulations to Darlene, Joe, and Susie. Yes. On their half marathons and Black Bear doubles. And shout out to Tina, Jennifer Fink's friend who came, who met up with us, and actually just crushed the 5K, which we'll talk about in that episode when we talk about our visit to Tennessee. Absolutely. But I was just going to say, coming back off of that, we are recovering from back-to-back travel. Yeah. (laughs) So we've just gotten re-caught up with all of our laundry. Yes. And unpacking. That is... And then we had our first day back at work. Entirely true. Entirely true. We need to plan travel. I think this is her way of saying she needs to plan travel. We need to plan extra time when we travel to destinations. I think we did a great job in Alaska. Yes. I think we needed more time in the Smokies. Oh, Without a doubt. That's just my opinion. Because I'm just so excited to be traveling to destination races and actually doing 
what it is our mission to do. Absolutely. To accomplish, explore, and indulge. I am so excited. (laughs) Sorry, I just went off. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, any updates for everybody regarding training? I need to do better. (laughs) Stop. I saw you on Instagram this morning doing your... That was your second workout of the day because I, yeah. I woke up to you doing yoga this morning. So I know you started your day with yoga. And I'm trying. So I'm trying to work on flexibility, but I really need to focus on the drills and speed work with Jeff ahead of our November races. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did we update everybody last week? I don't remember. If we might we, have said something in the live chats we, last week. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a race update and a change to our running calendar. Mm-hmm. Um I think you're right. We have to modify the website. We haven't done that yet. I think you're right. I think that we mentioned this in a live event, but we were, we received notice that the Conk Republic 10 K and the associated races around that race, which was our scheduled October race for travel has been canceled because the County pulled the permits. Yeah. We did mention it on the live last Wednesday. Okay. Before our travel. So yes, we just haven't updated the website because of all the travel surrounding what happened. So it all came at once. (laughs) This is literally our first time sitting down in front of the computer. How are you? Now that I realize we need to make that change, I'm like, oh, okay, we do need, we, we need something. If somebody's got an idea for a destination race that they think we should be running in the month of October, and there's something you can think of, shoot it to us. Let us know. And yeah. info at runeatdrink.net and just send us a link to the race so we can check it out. We'd love to fill that hole in our race calendar. Mm. But yeah, so that's one little race update, but you're training. You're hitting those two-a-days still. Yes. I'm trying to work on flexibility. And I need to be more focused in the running workouts, I think. Yeah. Okay. So that's my mission, and that's my update. I know that we have just awesome races to talk about here in the running segment. So we do. That's, in a nutshell... And to the point, my update. You? My update. Yet again, I have not failed. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I actually made a conscious choice to reschedule and push when I'm going to start my day one on my my redo of the 75 Hard Challenge. We got talking while we were traveling for the Smokies, and it came to the decision. It didn't make a whole lot of sense for me to be doing that and missing out on what we had to sample up Mm. in the Smokies. And with the way the scheduling is going to work with the holidays and everything else, it was okay for me to push that Mm -hmm. and restart that this week. So Uh. that's what's going to happen. So that part changed. I'm still doing the two-a-day workouts. I'm still doing my gallon of water. I'm still eating aside from when we were in the Smokies, and definitely not the food we're going to be talking about on today's episode in Alaska. Not in Alaska, my Still doing the plant-based eating. So that all has been great. Um, Still seeing the results. Pants are looser. Just everything's working out. I just want to be able to say I got the 75 hard done. That's going to be the big thing for me Mm -hmm. starting this week. So it's perfectly fine but that is my update i think that some people saw in the social media feed they saw like i was sharing the the 
the photos that it auto generates of the calendar showing that it's done and like then, your progress yeah the progress and you saw those don't be shocked if you're checking out our social media feed and you see it back at day one that yeah. is not going to be a misprint that is me making the conscious choice not having a screw up that was right. legitimately one i went this is what i'm gonna do so yeah all good and then yeah we've just been we the main running update for this week is just going to be the other running we were doing and let's talk specifically about alaska shall we i love this race weekend i absolutely do and i was thrilled to hear that they were able to bring it back Mm -hmm. and let's start with uh, just a quick tip, a pro tip for people who are going to be traveling maybe to Alaska. Oh, if you're not ahead. If you're not in that area, give yourself, like, this is one where you don't want, as we learned. This is where you're owning up to oh, planning the travel. This is where I owned up to planning the, well, the, the last trip. I definitely cut us too short. This time, we, <laughs> we actually gave ourselves enough time. And it made all the difference in our ability to go and enjoy and do and see things in the area. So Mm -hmm. keep in mind that if you don't live up in Alaska. If you live at the furthest point from Alaska. It's, yeah, it is almost an entire day of travel each each way. way. So factor that in to when you're traveling. Yeah. to go there even if you live in the the pacific northwest it's still six hours in the air roughly keep that in mind the mercator we're, map we're is a liar worth it oh 100 percent. you just gotta save up that time off from work my friends and factor it in factor in a larger chunk maybe even larger than what we did this time Oh, I, we could have gone for two more days and we would not have been bored and we would have had even more for the podcast. Yeah. You can't see it all. And, no. and we ended up doing a Thursday to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And there's still so much to see and do. Oh, yeah. Factor that in, but it's one of those trips. The Right now, this time of year, it's the height of their tourist season. Hotels are hard to come by. Rental cars are almost impossible to come by. And well, I think we were successful with Uber and Lyft. We actually, we very much were in that city. I, you can get it done without renting a car. Oh, so let's just say that if you're staying in the city, yeah, if you're staying in the city, if you play it smart with your hotel, your Airbnb, whatever it is that you do for accommodations then you could Uber and and Lyft. 100%. Mm -hmm. But if you're planning on doing big excursions and you're going to go do some of the stuff, like go out to Denali or whatever else, that's where you're going to have to get a rental car. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And I think the uh, the going price for rental cars up there, and I'm not talking like the really high-end stuff, going price was three three to $400 a day for a rental car that it's crazy i think that we situated ourselves we stayed downtown last time yes and we situated ourselves in midtown this time and i thought that worked out really well it really did last time we stayed at a hotel where we could walk to the races Mm -hmm. which is so if you stay in the downtown area then you can walk to the races yes if 
you stay in Midtown, Uber and Lyft are readily available and it's perfect. No more than a 10 minute drive. Mm -hmm. And and that was inexpensive. Certainly much less expensive than the rental car prices. Mm -hmm. So that worked out great for us. So that's just a little travel tips. If you're looking at going up to the Anchorage area. Yeah. And then of course this time of year, because it is their summer. Yes. The weather is phenomenal. Oh, like highs in the 70s. Highs in the 70s, lows in the 40s. And, well, I say 50s when we were there. Technically, it said that our, like the mornings when we were walking out to breakfast, it was like 46. Really? Technically. Okay. But I don't know if we actually got out the door before it climbed up above the 50 mark. Ah, okay. But it was regardless gorgeous. It's such a contrast to Florida because the feels like temperature is legitimately the temperature. Yes. That was so funny. We are so used to using our weather app and you hit and you see what the feels like is. And here you get a a pretty good move when you switch from the actual temperature to the feels like. And up there, I was like, is this app broken? Because it's because of the low humidity relative to Florida. (sighs) lovely i thought so lovely so we got up there and i what i I, let's start with the beginning of the uh run fest itself oh yeah packet pickup we flew in on friday so we picked up our packets the morning of the one miler, which was Saturday. And then the longer races are on Sunday, if you're looking at the schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time we were there, they had an expo. They did. And this time, we were curious about physical distancing and, what, and how that would impact the pre-race experience. And what did you think? Because I you couldn't you certainly couldn't call what they did this year an expo. Oh. This was just a legitimate packet, packet pickup. Pick, pick up your t-shirts, check out the medals. There was one table of swag, like uh, cups, I think coffee cups, shirts, shirts, extra shirts, a preview of the medals, that kind of thing. And I think there was some artwork as well. There was. Yes, I believe the artwork was from the same artist that did the art that the shirts, they used for the shirt. Which are gorgeous, which we should show off on a live. Yes. And I just, the, yeah, so it was a, a simple room inside of a Hotel Marriott, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they were very efficient and very organized in terms of traffic flow. Couldn't be nicer folks. No, they were incredibly nice, and you could tell that they were not wanting too many people in in the room with the shirts shirts at the same time. They're managing the in and out, Mm -hmm. but the whole time they were being as nice and friendly as they possibly could be, so it wasn't like you felt herded. No, they had plenty of people doing check-in for bibs. They had plenty of people. I want to say it's like five, six people. They had stations. Did we really wait? No. Yeah, it no. was almost walk right up. 
Yeah. And the people who were managing the line were so nice showing us like the posters of the course and then talking about other races. Yeah. So we, we did get a line on a race, I think in the Carolinas, as I, I recall. As I recall, that's a very hilly race and we might want to look into comparing that <laughs> to America's prettiest race that we've already done in Kentucky. Because I feel like it would be very hilly. Based might, on, have to, might have well, to do some hill work. Based on what the gentleman said. but So it felt like we waited no time. We picked up our 5K bibs. The longer distances were available at this packet pickup experience. And then if you opt to do a combination, if you opt to do a one-miler, then you pick up your bib at the one miler that morning. Yes. And it was nice and easy. They had plenty of people there. The volunteers, the everybody associated with this race. Shout out to Tina, who does the social media. Yep. Tina Lamb. And shout out to race director Emeritus, who was there to help. Sharon, who told us to tell Jeff Galloway hello. Yeah, it was really nice because we, we went from the Marriott and you're probably four blocks from where the one miler was going to be held. Yeah, it was nothing. It's, it's a short walk. It's a straight shot. Yeah. And super we, easy. We walked over. They were still setting up at the time when we walked over. Well, we were early. We were. We didn't. We were we, not sure. That was just it. I was afraid that we were going to be in some huge line and it was going to be one of those where we weren't going to have enough time to get over to the race and find everything. And it, and it Very that, smooth. It was super smooth. Yeah. In fact, we had enough time to get coffee and yeah. just take it in. But we walked over to the park. Mm-hmm. We found the, the booth for mm-hmm. the one miler. Yeah. And... Super easy. You know, got everything attached, got some coffee, hung out, got photos and video. We did a live stream that morning from the one miler. So, uh, so much so, we were covering all the other races except our own. <laughs> yeah. We were the last heat to go. We could have done it differently. They were very flexible and they had a women's heat. They had a men's start they had a military mile, and then they had the community mile. Yeah, and that's the, we ran the community mile. Mm-hmm. And Which is last. I love the fact that they do these because the, you get <clears throat> such a great mix of runners. The women's race, of course, it's all women of varying skill levels. Yeah. And you same with the men's. And then the military is the mixture, and your only requirement to run it is your prior service. Yeah. Or current or prior service. Did you not see there were some people who did the women's, the men's, and the military? You you read my mind. That was where I was getting. I thought that was so cool. That was awesome. And then a lot of them did the community race, too. And, And you had just this awesome, welcoming feeling. Oh, yeah. And... When we got there to the park initially, and we should talk about the park. This is their veterans, I want to say it's Veterans Park. It's a big quadrangle, and it's basically a lap and a half around this quadrangle. Delaney Park. Delaney Park. Strip, yeah. And, and But they have a veterans memorial 
adjacent to this park. Yes. And you do your lap and a half basically around there for the mile. Yeah. I mean, and, and they don't have to do a lot of traffic control. It, it's a flat course. Yes. It's all paved. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to dislike about this. And the whole time, when you, we first get there, they're getting the kids all charged up, and they've got... Their, oh, the kids race, the 2K, right? Yeah, and they are doing like a warm-up with the kids, and oh. Marco Cicetto oh. is up there helping get the kids charged up and ready to run. It was the most adorable thing to see him helping leading the kids in warm-up exercises. Yes. And Bart Yasso. Yeah. Who, of course, we have had on the show. And such a great guy. He was, of them. was just working the crowd as the announcer. Can I tell you that he, at this weekend, did... This is why we need to go earlier. Because on Friday... Even and, earlier. Even earlier. Yes. Even earlier. Yes. We did better this time. Clearly. Yes. But... We missed a movie night on Thursday, and we missed shakeout runs with Bart Yasso on Friday morning and Saturday morning. Yeah, now that would have been a lot of fun to do. We took the Thursday to prepare and get mm-hmm. ready to travel, I mean, we had and then to. we did the travel day on Friday. Yeah, so. we, we had to, but I would love to have done. We enjoy so much that social shakeout run as part of the Donna, and it's a great... It's just a great way to preview part of the course. It's a great way to meet other runners. That's how we met Andy Sharp and the Bouncy Hunters in Jacksonville. So I would like to, if we do go back, or if anybody is interested in doing this race weekend, shakeout runs are such a great time for easy exercise and to meet just like-minded, positive people. Yeah, I was actually going to liken the one miler <sighs> to the social shakeout run, but yes, for us that was our shakeout run. Yeah. But yeah, I hundred percent agree with what you're saying. I think that is the it's the best way if a race weekend is offering that to really get the full experience. And you just you make such you meet people you make you form friendships that are so long term a hundred percent i just and you met some pretty incredible runners at this race oh we did you and i both did yes but you i've got pictures of you with them yeah there's the children's hospital at providence the kids 2k run okay and we are live streaming. You can go back on YouTube on our live videos and you could actually see us filming the finish of that race, I believe. Mm-hmm. Before your before you needed to recharge your phone. Yeah, the, the battery was dying. Yeah. And to see this mother and this daughter, Naya Evans Peacock is the daughter and kiana peacock is the mother so the daughter is it's a mother-daughter pair running and the the daughter is just cooking along in her wheelchair 
she is i i just the upper body fortitude and strength that you saw this young lady exhibit was so inspiring ah she was a machine she was mom was there helping her especially because the 2k for the kids if you bring your kids and they do this the 2k kind of it finishes on the quad so in the grass yeah in the grass so there's some grassy so mom was helping her to navigate that and it was just they were such positive people and she was on a mission and you could see it in her face because mm-hmm. uh, we caught a glimpse of her on the road Yes. Before the finish, coming in on the grass, on the quad. And she just, people like her, people like Marco. Yeah, they're absolutely just some of the most inspiring runners that you see. And and she had absolutely no quit in her. None. And I'm like, man, I need to be more like that. That was just amazing to see yeah and she was just the sweetest little thing i know at the end and was so kind to she and her mom took photo with you yes it was that was such a great positive way to start our weekend of running and i'm gonna post that on its own and in our social media feed yeah because it deserves that oh 100 she's she's great awesome it was great. And of course, you've heard us talk about Bart Yasso, who's the oh. chief running officer for Runner's World. Running. And then Marco Cicetto, who we've, ha- and we've had both of these gentlemen on the show before. He's the world record holder for double amputees. In the marathon distance. Yeah. And he's so, going to go after it again at Boston in October. Oh, I can't wait. And. Man. We, <laughs> as we move into the next day's run, those names are going to come up again. Oh, even before the next day's run, because they had a pasta lunch for all of us. Oh, yes. As, well, that was what I was referring to. Is like yeah. As we move into, going to oh, move yeah. on. After this, we had, yeah, it's a... They call it a pasta feed. It really was, too. Pasta feed. Now, that one, you basically had to walk back towards downtown for the pasta feed. Yeah, it wasn't really all that far. No, it was about, you know, three blocks, four blocks, right near the the Marriott where Packet mm-hmm. Pickup is. Yeah, and right outside a place called Flat Top Pizza. Yes, and they put on quite a spread. It was so good. Yeah. So we got to sit and carb up. We did. And enjoy. Not, and not that we really needed it. We ate like, I think we, we, ate like we were running. Ultra marathoners. Yeah. 49K. <laughs> but it was good though. They had a great pesto, basil pesto sauce. That mm-hmm. was just d- delightful. So if you get an opportunity to swing by there, I know we're still talking about the running, but that <laughs> was quite delicious it was yes and then of course we got to enjoy some talks from both bart and marco yeah you think it's it's bad i was like let let me just be right up front no i don't think it's bad at all right up front they knew that we were just enjoying the heck out of hearing what they had to say because we interviewed marco on the show remotely yes we did a, a phone interview with him our facetime interview about two years ago 
Yeah. And Bart was the same way. It was like a Zoom call or video call. It was, in fact, a Zoom call, yes. And to see them in person, you'll have to forgive me, patrons, when we post the interviews that they so graciously granted us at this pasta feed after we ate. Somebody was fangirling. Because I was fangirling. I was like, we've waited for two years to be with these people again in person and to be steps away to have them use our microphones. (laughs) Okay. Never going to watch these microphones again. (sighs) Fantastic. Yeah. Inspiring people. It was not... Neither one of those was a very focused interview because I was just... It was just friends talking, which was great. I was just wanting to show appreciation and give some inspiration from these people who have given us so much. Absolutely. Through their running careers and running journeys. And on the next day, which is when we ran the 5K, what we like about this course is that it actually shares the shares the main part of the course with all of the race distances i love that and i love that it's a closed course closed course out and back yeah the course was very familiar in fact for us it was identical except we just cut it short because the last time we ran we did that we did the half marathon which i would totally do again and what's good about that half marathon is there's no time pressure well right because they've got the 49k going the 49k and the marathon and the walking marathon you can just you can take your time and it's the kind of race we talk about different race weekends where it's not about time. There are races that you run for time, yes. Of course. And there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm and pushing yourself. And you pick those races appropriately. Maybe you've done them in the past in the course and you can push it and get your proof of time or your PR or whatever that may be. This is a course to enjoy the people enjoy the sights enjoy the scenery oh without a doubt this race course takes us right down by the inlet the Mm. the water you're running with the water to your right and you're you've got things going on as we're trotting down the closed path of i believe it's a state park this is a multi-use path once you get there let the start is in the city and then you go in downtown. Mm-hmm. And then you once you're in the park, it is just gorgeous. And there's no pressure. And it's closed off. And you can just enjoy scenery that is unlike where we come from. Oh, certainly. Yeah, in mountains Florida. in the distance. Beautiful water. The alaskan railway which went right by us again on this run and you were specifically excited about scenery and people on the course as well oh i was and and i love of course the natural beauty is fantastic i love the fact that we got to see the iconic alaskan railway two years ago when we ran this uh, we're trotting along and i hear 
what sounds like bagpipes in the distance, thinking somebody's you know playing this on on a speaker. No, it's no. actually a, a bagpipe band practicing in a local park. Lo and behold, they were back out there again. And you were wearing your kilt, so... I was fully decked out. I actually had my McPherson tartan kilt on. I was actually running in long kilt kilt socks or kilt hose, tartan flashes, the Ev- whole nine yards. Yeah, everything. And I went up and listened to them for a bit and took selfie, got a little video, and got back down on the race course to catch up to you. Yeah. Uh, before the 5K turnaround. Oh. And that, the video, when you showed it to me. I took photos of you taking photos of, it was very meta. Very meta. Very meta. (laughs) But it was just great to see you enjoy that. And then this was just a a beautiful course. Loved seeing the railway. Would love to be there longer so that we could actually take the railway. Oh, absolutely. And explore more of Alaska. Yeah. And- and yeah. some other locals are like, hey, make sure that you come back in a different part of the year. Yes, they're, they're wanting us to try out winter. I'm like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> they'll yeah, see the yeah. Florida f- people freezing. Yeah, try out the winter because it's different. Yes. So <laughs> I think that's a fair statement. It's different. Yeah. I also like the fact that we had some local residents right there in the area. Just as you came off of the city street and you were, you made the, the turn right into the state park to mm. begin the closed portion of the run. Yes. You had some citizens who just popped out from their house and were singing and playing guitar and cheering everybody on. With their dog. Yeah. It was great. They had like an Australian shepherd, was it? I think so. It was just all the things you love about race. Fellow runners, back of the packers who don't, like us, who don't have to worry and who can make the most of the race entry fee, like the shirt that I wore says. And seeing inspirational runners as well, like Bart, emceeing the whole entire race. He is a man with no quit. He was there all throughout for every runner finishing. He was. And what was great as we were completing the 5k we're coming back in we've come out of the park we're coming back in downtown amy and i start i believe we were doing a little bit of a live feed then i think we were doing a video or was it just a video i think we did that on video we have the video going or we're recording or we i've got the camera going we're talking we're trotting in and all of a sudden i feel a hand on my shoulder and marco just goes flying past me bam and we are he was doing the half marathon he was doing the half marathon yeah and we got to come in right behind marco chisetto on the course yeah that gave you an extra boost of wanting to see him finish and cross yeah when he did that and he blew past us and made the final turn before the where the race arch was i was like oh we got to get there we got to see him cross we have to hear bart call him in and congratulate him and we were able to round the corner and get into the final straightaway to hear that yes which was fantastic and then of course marco kept on running yeah we finished he had to do a cool down 
Yeah. And then he was getting right on a plane, I believe, right after the race. Mm-hmm from what we were when we talked to him the day before. Yeah, getting back to family, getting back to training for Boston. And he, he's been very instrumental in that race. I believe this will be the very first year that Boston will offer prize money in the in a category and, and Marco for four double amputees or like like Marco. The they it's the first year and he's been instrumental in advocating for that yeah and i just wish him all the luck in the world he doesn't need it oh he is so fast but he's an amazing person his smile is out of this world his attitude is just contagious it really is and his story is just incredible so special hearing him here seeing him finish and then getting to talk with him oh what a great just a great weekend yeah it it really was and it made that 5k run that much more special and of course as we're coming in oh this was great too bart announces us calls our names and announces the podcast that was so sweet of him to do that it was it was and then it was just such a neat, such a neat day. And the medals were different too. The last time we ran this, we it, it was like a gold and purple iridescent. iridescent kind of design. And this one has just elevated artwork. Yeah, both medals for the one miler and the 5K look very similar it's it basically the identical or almost identical metal with a color difference mm-hmm. and a, a slight difference in some of the verbiage on the metal yeah but like it's a mile i yeah. think the the purple ribbon was the half i don't they had different color ribbons they did but also remember the the men's the women's the military i believe they all had their own separate color yeah of ribbon as well Mm -hmm. so i think that was really smart all the different races had different color ribbons liked that and it color matched to the color on the metal itself at the bottom where it highlights the race distance which i just noticed yeah (laughs) so very different from the last time we ran this race series yeah and this is a, a nicely sculpted fish jumping out of water with mountains in the background and trees and it's got the anchorage run fest logo and the dog agrees anchorage run fest logo yes it is this definitely you know absolutely is a very alaska themed metal yeah it's they both were from the last race series to this one. I really like this, though. I just... Uh, the, whoever they have designed in their shirts and their metal and their swag, so smart. Oh, yeah. The shirts are great, so too. Uh, it's a nice electric blue color. It's a tech shirt, so it's the moisture-wicking material, but it's also got this honeycomb pattern that the cloth has in the stitching, which is, I think, really nice in tar- terms of the you know, texture of the material. Yeah, and, it felt good. And it's a painted brown bear. Yeah. On the front. And so they did a great job, full color painting, transferred onto the shirt. It's just 
gorgeous. And this was is one of my favorite running shirts in my constant need to cycle out old running shirts. I don't think you're going to get rid of them. this one staying and the last one that they did also staying. Yeah, that one was more like a gradient sunset. Mm-hmm. And the whole shirt was the artwork as opposed to the artwork being on the shirt this time. Yeah, the I think that the honeycomb blue background was just framing and featuring the wildlife. Yeah. Which was great. Perfect. So absolutely one of my favorite shirts so yeah this was one of our favorite race weekends yeah and this absolutely goes down as one of our favorites we i I think that this without question is one that we say is a bucket list race if it's not on your bucket list you should put it on there and i know that there are other races yeah there are other races around alaska that we should really explore and maybe some of you have done those races and can tell us like this there's the mayor's midnight run yes and we're curious about that but this uh, to do it multiple times i i think it's totally worth it oh 100 percent. now if next time if we decide to go again and we'll pick a different distance. Mm-hmm. Maybe that the next time we'll do the marathon distance. Mm. Are or you, if we want to try our hand at ultra running. Are Who you, knows? Are you throwing that down? We have to look at time limits. You were the one just saying that the time is not really a question since they have a walking marathon. Okay. This about the half. This about the half because it's like, what, seven, eight hours that the... And the walking marathon and the marathon start within a half an hour of each other. Yeah. So... Uh, don't commit me to an ultra that's greg in orlando that's our our friend who we love and miss dearly rob you would just definitely get to do a pr if you do the 49k that is true because that's not a common distance i believe it's the only 49k out there yeah they always that's the big joke is that if you go run it no matter how you do you're going to get a pr you finish it's pr yeah yeah so maybe you'll try a a walking marathon is what you're saying oh maybe we'll see okay but regardless yeah, with all of this running and in spite of the fact that we did the pasta feed uh-huh. I, I worked up a heck of an appetite yes. and we wanted to do a special meal while we were there to celebrate getting to go back to alaska getting to do a travel race this was like we have said the first travel race we've gotten to do since december so, of 2019 that's so good and we wanted to do something special and we happened to be out uh, to dinner here in town and we ran into some friends and we struck up conversation at nice guys pizza no less yeah of all places <laughs> and, and our friend mark uh, made a comment to us he said you've got to go to simon's simon and, and he said it like i would know what he's talking about yeah i'm, like, and I'm well, like can you tell us more yeah and and he he gave us the full name we didn't know anything about it but i do know mark yes and mark has amazing taste in restaurants oh the guy knows good food so and I said experience. Yes. Yeah. The experience. And I said, if he's recommending it, we've at least got to give it a shot. There's yeah. n- no harm in, in, in making this one of our meals while we're there. Mm. Little did we know what we were going to be getting when we got there. And Amy <sighs> was on a mission I and was. actually thanks to Mark, you were able to accomplish it. Yes. I didn't know that was the last meal 
before we were going to that that was our dinner our celebratory dinner on monday before we traveled back on tuesday yes and i thought i'm never gonna get king crab up here i was on a mission to find king crab I if want, you're in alaska you have to get alaskan king crab yeah i was so craving it so i had an expectation in my mind and you know how when you just get your heart set on something yes and then everywhere we're looking and everything we're hearing is sold out sold out it's a tough time right now yeah alaska was not immune to of course the pandemic and the some of the economic effects and workforce effects of the pandemic and that drastically impacted their fishing season yeah and uh, the the crab boats having to get crews mm. and they were having issues with that so this has contributed to some shortages oh my gosh but simon and seaforts for the win through for the win this place is in right in downtown it is overlooking the park it was really close it's overlooking the park yeah. where the bagpipers were. Yeah, because we scouted it. I was on a mission. We wanted to make sure we knew where it was at, and we were there for our reservation on time. And then uh-huh. when we were there, I'm like, I, I, we know, did a coffee I know this chat. place. We, we did. On that little walk as we were. Uh, I just wanted to put my little face in the window and put my little paws on the window. And you know how my little pouty face I want. Alaskan king crab because <laughs> everywhere we go they're out of it i know and that this is the type of place that that i classify as a classic american steakhouse accurate accurate you got the white tablecloths you have just the i don't it's got the wood that light wood all around and just and the waiters are in just the ties and the white shirts the white button-down shirts and just very profesh (laughs) they were profesh and we were very well taken care of oh yeah and this restaurant specifically is a it's they call themselves a saloon and grill and their logo has a very old timey photo of Simon and Seafort. The logo doesn't really like, it gives you this image of like something on the frontier or out West. It's not like a log cabin setup. No. And it's also, it's a lot nicer. Like Amy said, like a white tablecloth dining experience, much more so than a saloon. The (laughs) view, the view of the inlet. We got a table next to a window. We were watching the sunset. We went about, what, six, six o'clock, seven o'clock, something like that. And a pro tip, I made the reservation like two weeks in advance. Yeah. I don't know how the demand is right now. I'm just saying, book your time at this place. Ask for a seat by the window because overlooking that park and the mountains and the sunset, that is the way to celebrate a great weekend yeah. of running. And I like the fact that this place really spe- specializes in two things. Mm. Incredible steak and delicious seafood. Oh. 
and you're there. And yes. in fact, their logo, I, I was talking about their logo is kind oh. of old timey. Their tagline is artfully serving quality meats and sustainable seafood since 1978. So they have been doing this for a little bit. They know what and to do. we had a heck of a meal. So we went, let's just go down the line. I love, I don't know what made me want this while we were there, but I really just wanted that classic Caesar salad. I know what it is. It is the house-made olive oil croutons. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice oh. touch. That's a nice touch. I, and I mean, Asiago cheese? Yeah, it depends on where you go, but yeah, quite often it's Parmesan. I just thought that was different. I love, it. I'm with you, I love a classic Caesar. I like, there's a certain little hint of sweetness to mm. romaine lettuce that you yeah. don't get from iceberg i like the texture a little bit better than iceberg mm. and I, it's Love a it. simple salad that has just a good caesar dressing the let's just be is, real that the romaine is a dressing delivery vehicle <laughs> yes Yes, nobody's eating a Caesar salad for the healthful benefits. I'm not. Maybe you are. I don't know. But a good Caesar dressing with egg yolk and cheese. Anchovy. And anchovy. And you get that and lemon, the salt, the tartness, the creaminess. It is incredible. Now the this was great. Cracked pepper. Oh, I love fresh cracked pepper. So we, Amy and I mirrored each other on the meal. This is one of those where we really didn't, we didn't. We can't tell you that we go in two different directions in this particular meal. No. And I thought you were going to go with the rock salt roasted prime rib, which was, looked amazing. I was very close. Because it has an au jus and the horseradish. I thought you were going to go that way. There were a number of things we could have done in there. We went with salads as, as the starter. They had things on the menu like if you wanted to go with something a little uh, richer and different, they they did a macadamia nut crusted warm brie with orange oh. blossom honey, sliced apple, and a I balsamic mean. reduction. And we got Caesar salad. And we went with, yeah, we went old school. We did. They also do a shrimp and grits starter. They do oh, barbecue. Oh yeah. Yeah, I New Orleans barbecue sauce is basically like a spicy a spicy butter. Hello. That would have been amazing. I also think that their oysters on the half shell would have been fantastic as well, but I I, I wasn't coming up there for oysters. I was coming up I there know. for crab. Like I you. almost thought you would be looking at the pan-seared Alaskan halibut cheeks. If I hadn't done a halibut I believe last year yeah. or, or you know, Glacier, last time we were up Glacier there Brew at Glacier House. Brew House. I very Fantastic. well may have. They they had seafood fettuccine. They would, like you said, the halibut cheeks, salmon with with fennel relish, mm. uh, almond crusted sea scallops. Their their seafood sounds amazing. We you, really just needed a whole group of people oh. to order all of these things that we could try. That would have been that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like you said, that rock salt roasted prime rib, I think, oh. would, have, would have been delicious. But you and I came here on the same mission. And we sat down, and before we even had the Caesar salad, we said to our waiter, do you have the king crab? Do you have the Alaskan king crab? Oh, yeah. I think that you would have made us get up and walk out. I would it. have. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm not a rude person. I'm generally... 
wear my heart on my sleeve, try to do everything nice possible. But I wanted that Alaskan king crab. I came on a mission. It was the last night we could possibly have it. It really was. And what's nice is they do offer it on the menu, and you'll see it as Barents Sea Colossal Red King Crab, and it is a side. It's a side. For people. $84. It's a side. You could get seafood and a side of... Or you can do it as an entree for 94 Uh-huh. Now, that sounds pricey, and that's because... It is. Uh-huh. This is, what, this is definitely the type of meal like we got. Yes. Is a, cel- a special occasion celebration type thing. Yeah. Also, that's a 20-ounce king crab. Yes. That is a 20-ounce. Let me say that again. When you see the episode artwork for this, the, the yes, we don't it's- actually have... There's not really a good scale photo to give you an idea. But you're talking about legs that are 18 inches long. Yeah, I don't even to almost 24 inches long. I don't think there was. And they are chunks of king crab meat that are coming out the size of a quarter pound hot dog. I mean, they were cracked for us. That was very kind of them to do that, yes. Mm-hmm. And steaming hot, oh. perfectly cooked. But I digress. Amy. I'm sorry. You were the one really on the mission for the king crab. Tell us what you thought of it. It came out with lemon on the side. It had, it reminded me of classic steakhouse because it had the little candle. Oh, of course. The little votive Uh, candle that has the drawn butter on top. Okay. And it was like a garlic lemony butter that was magic. It's magic with seafood. You know this. Oh, I do. It was easily cracked, and I'm telling you, the leg meat came right out of the shell. It wasn't like this had been sitting somewhere. No, not at all. It was fresh seafood cooked to order, brought out hot. And it was sweet, but not as sweet as the snow crab we normally get here. You know what I mean? I do. And the meat has a different consistency. It's less stringy. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Like the the stringy nature of the snow crab, that's just a characteristic of that that particular meat. protein. Yeah, right. this was just whole chunks of Alaskan king crab goodness. That just the butter and the lemon and just oh, it was so good. It really was. It really, and that is what I remember about it. Yeah, just go. And truth be told, that 20-ounce portion is enormous. You get for the... We could have been happy with just that. For the Yeah, if you got that just as your entree, you would have been perfectly content with that. And you would be stuffed. Mm -hmm. We said, oh, no, we must go way beyond that. Oh, no. Yeah. 
So we both opted for the 16 ounce ribeye and they serve that with, with garlic mashed potatoes and asparagus. And you have the option to add some things. Like I said, they had the side of the king crab that we got. They also (laughs) give you the option for, instead of what they call a side, they call it an accompaniment. And they have the option to get king crab and Bernays sauce. So you could actually have, if you wanted, you could have had some king crab meat, not nearly as much as we had in that side. But we should have gotten it. With the Bernays sauce on top of the steak. We totally should have gotten it. Just like, let's just be as indulgent as possible. But we did not. No, and they have other great options as well. Grilled garlic prawns, North oh, Atlantic lobster and a beurre blanc sauce, oh. or pan-seared scallops as an accompaniment to their steaks. Yeah. I Again, there's nothing you could choose from this menu that I don't think you're going to be absolutely that blown away by. That meat was cooked perfectly. Oh, the steaks were great. And just... It, and the potatoes, I like that they used Yukon Golds. Kept the skin on, mm-hmm. smashed. So you had a, a chunkier consistency with the mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. a little more rustic feel. The pieces of asparagus were big. They were about, about as big around as my thumb, mm-hmm. but tender. They actually did a great job at snipping, snipping away the, the, the fibrous white bases. So nice, bright green all the way through, perfectly mm. cooked and then blanched so you didn't get mushy yeah. asparagus because nobody likes that. Nope. Just an amazing execution on the steak. Mm. The, the steak was... Like you said, perfectly cooked throughout, and we both get ours medium rare. Yes. They will do- They'll do whatever you want. To whatever temperature you want. Which I love. So all in all, for an indulgent celebratory meal, if you're going to go out for a nice dinner out, um, I don't think you can go wrong here. Yeah. To give you an idea, our 16-ounce ribeye, the steak itself is $56. Some of the other things that are on the menu, their Cajun fettuccine is 24. It, you are, it is a special occasion kind of place. But, you know, they do have some things that are also more approachable in terms of price, like their Chop House Burger, which, oh, sure. that they serve with smoked truffle mushrooms, aged cheddar, and, and on a brioche bun for 18. Yeah. And then your, you mentioned that salt, rock salt roasted prime rib. They have cuts starting at 12 ounces for 44 or a 16 ouncer for $50.50. So, and you could be more economical and still get flavors of local seafood if you hover in the appetizer section. Yes, or, or get a couple of things and split. Mm-hmm. I, I think you really couldn't go wrong. Yeah. But again, if you're looking to have an indulgent splurge celebratory meal, yeah, man, check out Simon and Seifert's if you want that classic American steakhouse experience, serving just absolutely some of the best seafood that you could get from the waters around Alaska. Great views, great service, great food. Yeah. Perfect. Nothing bad to say at all. Now, we do need to talk about drinks as well, but before we go on, we just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of our patrons of the show. You guys and your support have allowed us to do this trip that we're talking about right here, exactly. this race that we're talking about here, and enabled us to increase the quality of the coverage. We have some yeah. stuff that we recorded there at the race 
using equipment that you guys helped us buy new mics by being patrons new very portable mics that have been touched by famous people now yes (laughs) and you all made that possible you allowed us to travel to alaska and deliver a better show than we than even we had in 2019 And, and we continue to do that thanks to your support at patreon.com slash running drink podcast we have three levels of monthly support there are going to be more coming but two dollars five dollars and ten dollars are the current levels we have up there and each one of those have their own special perks patrons get special thank you messages from us we have a ton of patron only content from that's alaska coming. that's going to oh be coming in, in the, over the next couple of weeks yeah. that you guys are going to love mm-hmm. and patrons that's just for you just for you insiders you have videos coming yeah they do. behind the scenes looks at tastings that we got beverages that were created right before our eyes and you will see that you will have special access to interviews it tastings of foods oh yeah that didn't make the show yeah and were fantastic yeah. this trip is going to be a boon for the patrons I'm, I'm so excited to share this with them but listen the show itself is always going to be free Indeed. and this is just an opportunity to give you guys more of the content that you already love. If you want to support the show long-term, check us out. Patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Or if you use Podbean, you can write in the app, tap on the reward button right at the top. You get the same special perks, all the same exact levels. Same as patreon.com slash runny drink podcast if you want to take advantage of it there. As always, we thank everyone for all the ways you support the runny drink podcast. Let's talk drinks. Oh. We decided to go with something more spirited. We did. You know we, what I did there? We I see what you did. We covered amazing beer. The last time we were in Anchorage. Oh, we really did. And there's an, just like in Florida, we are so fortunate to have such a wealth of outstanding local independent breweries. Yes. And up there, it's, that's where some of the bonus content is coming from. And this time we decided, hey, so they make great beer. Let's check out what they do locally with spirits, like you said. And so we headed to Anchorage Distillery, and it did not disappoint walking right in the door. No, this place, the space beautiful, is so unassuming when you're there from the outside. It's in an industrial park, so you're not really expecting what you're going to get when you walk in. Mm. So it looks like like a metal facade building. Oh, yeah. You open the door and it's instantly you're in like a log cabin lodge. You are transformed. You are transported. I just want to stay there. Yeah. You know. Uh, You were complimenting them on on their choice of wood for their flooring. Everything. And you can see into the rick house and that. And then the bar is just this small bar right up front. And 
it was it just felt so homey and inviting. <sighs> it was really inviting. Uh, our bartender was fantastic. She did a great job mm-hmm. talking to us about the cocktails that sh- that they had to offer and the ones that she made for us. We should have gotten a bottle of the bourbon. And then we learned that the- they were venturing into brown liquors. And we were going to miss the release by a week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So <clears throat> we... <laughs> we were like we're missing out on that but what do you have now oh we have vodkas yeah and and, we have gin we have gin so let's go okay i have to tell you we we could avail ourselves of having a tasting the way that the rules and laws are set up yes yeah we could have a tasting of all of their different types of vodka and gin what two two ounce i think it's i think was it's it? yeah was it it was a certain number of ounces if you want to do just the tasting of the spirits or two cocktails or two cocktails Perfect. or you could have a cocktail and a, and a tasting a half of a tasting right? yeah i think something like that it, basically because they don't have a kitchen you could do a tasting and a cocktail or two cocktails. Okay. A three-spirit flight. Yes. So that is purely because of the laws in Alaska. And because they don't serve food. And because they don't serve food. Mm. But. We opted for cocktails. That's okay. <laughs> it's just great. And we found, <laughs> and we, uh, we found food. Oh, so we did. Talk about the cocktail. Uh, give us the first one. So I started off savory, and I got, it's listed on the menu as a ghost pepper Bloody Mary, but they will do it with tomato or clamato. Yeah. And I was feeling a letter Kenny vibe. Something, a little, a little taste of Canada, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's their ghost pepper vodka, house Bloody Mary mix, or with clamato. And... It was just... So it was garnished with a pickle? Because who doesn't like a pickle? Exactly. I mean. And asparagus. So that must have been in season. So it was spicy, but not too much. And the tomato, clamato flavor just i loved it it was in a nice tall glass what kind of glass do you call those highball highball was a highball glass no what is that tall glass that you normally see a frozen drink in oh i'm sorry a hurricane yeah hurricane glass that's it sorry i just was i knew it had an h i was drawing a blank at the moment (laughs) It began with an H. But, and you have now saved the day. And, and so this, the ghost pepper vodka, I don't know if they, do they, they have a bunch of recipes because you can actually take this home. You can take the spirit home, but the, oh God, the ghost pepper vodka is just delight. They have raspberry, they have blueberry, and they have just glacier, which is not, their their standard unflavored vodka. Yeah. Their vodka flavored vodka. Mm-hmm. 
their vodka flavor. <laughs> vodka. The bottle of this ghost pepper flavored vodka had a ghost pepper in it. It did. Mm-hmm. And it, and it didn't blow your doors off. No. Which I, Amy, let me have a little taste. I thought it was fantastic. I was a fan. I would have enjoyed doing the spirit tasting just to see. Yeah. I It's just, we went and then they were, when we tried to go back, it's like when we're at the beginning of a work week here on a Monday when breweries are closed and we're sad. Yes. Yeah. So talk about your cocktail. Yeah, so the cocktail that I went with was an homage to the TV show Rick and Morty. And this is called the Pickle Rick. And this is made with Aurora Gin, the Fever Tree Light Tonic, their Bloody Mary Mix, pickle juice, and fresh lime. And their house-made Aurora gin, I was very intrigued in sm- when I smelled it. The, the description on their website says, To honor Alaska's history as the 49th state, we craft huh. this gin at 49% ABV. We distill our gin from barley grown in Alaska's rugged interior, not far from Denali's snowy peak. The far north's midnight sun and the rich soil, along with the... Tanana and, Del- uh, and Delta Rivers nourish these grains, giving them their characteristic Alaskan flavor. We finish it with glacier fresh water and botanicals inspired by the colors of the Aurora Borealis. And they use juniper, cardamom, coriander, lemon, and orange. Mm. And what a unique flavor profile that is. I love the fact that it had a hint of the juniper and then it didn't blow your doors off with the juniper a lot of times especially really floral gins yeah they get it's it's almost perfumey when you overdo it with juniper yeah now they do describe it as being smooth and malty Mm -hmm. resinous juniper balanced citrus with hints of baking spice and i think that's from the cardamom Mm, and cardamom is yeah. a very unique spice my first exposure ever to cardamom was in turkish coffee if you ever get a cup of tur- classically prepared turkish coffee it'll usually have a cardamom seed in the bottom of the pot and it's just that one seed but it's almost this it's almost had a, a lemony it's a unique flavor all of its own mm-hmm. but it is i think so smart to use it in gin and i was just very impressed with this gin overall this drink i expected to finish much more on the savory side Mm -hmm. and it had a bit of a sweetness to it that i wasn't fully expecting because it really sounds like basically a a pickly you expected a pucker factor? I expected it to be more to, to lean into Tart. the tartness yeah. and, and the savoriness. Yeah. And it had a more of a sweet kick to it that I wasn't expecting. And that's from the, the Fever Tree Light Tonic. Mm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. This was such a balanced I cocktail. loved your drink. I loved your drink. I, it did not lean too heavily into the pickle. It's like mine didn't lean too heavily into the waxy, peppery 
flavor. Where yeah. it almost becomes a, a, a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was just the right balance of the pepper flavor. Yeah, and for me, this was a, a unique balance of sweet and tart and floral. And you had the aromatics that they talk about in the gin. And then you had a little hit of lime from the fresh lime juice that they squeezed in there. Mm. Everything balanced really well with this. It was yeah. fantastic. Mm. I was so impressed with this place. I really was. So well, the setting was gorgeous, and just the cocktails were amazing. Mm-hmm. So much so that we had to. We did. Each one of us had to. <laughs> and so, did, am I going? You're now? going. I, I am? Okay. Yours is unique, so it's good that we end with yours. I had one of our bartender's creations called a porch swing. So, raspberry vodka white tea peach syrup fresh lemon you're i love green tea black tea i don't know that i have so much white tea white because black tea leaves a dry aftertaste when you have it from the tannins almost like red wine Mm -hmm. this white tea just highlighted the peach and the the fresh lemon. I almost felt like we should be in Georgia and this should have been in a mason jar. Oh, that would have been perfect. You know what that I mean? That would have been a great presentation of that drink too. It would because it's, hey, you're all the way up here in the great white north and you're having a taste of the south. They used, this was not, the ghost pepper vodka was used in my previous drink in the Caesar that I had. This porch swing uses the raspberry vodka, the raspberry. So they have, and they have, you can actually order the, their spirits in variety packs. They ship. They ship. Yes. In yeah. fact, we have an order coming. We do. Eventually. Eventually. I think they coming. put it on, put it in the, in the slowest, I don't know, pack mule coming from the 49th state. It's, it's coming. It's just, you just have to be patient. <laughs> oh, I'm patient. Yeah. This would be one of those things where I won't be thinking about it, and all of a sudden I'll go to the post office and be like, hey, look at what arrived. Yeah, and it'll be a nice surprise it will. when it gets here. So their flavorings here, they we distill our vodka from barley grown in Alaska's rugged interior, not far from Denali's snowy peak. The far north's midnight sun and rich soil nourish these grains, giving them their characteristic Alaskan flavor. We add natural raspberry flavor and finish it with glacier fresh water. Fresh raspberry distillation and natural flavors, no added sugar. Which, by the way, that makes all the difference in the world for them to use a fresh raspberry distil- distillation, basically a like a concentrated raspberry puree, yeah, as opposed to artificial raspberry flavoring. Mm which doesn't taste anything like actual raspberries. And if you Google where artificial raspberry flavoring comes from, you'll never have it again. Yeah. So favorite pairings with this, well, the tasting notes are tart and sweet with subtle floral notes. So I just think the peach, the raspberry, the lemon, the tea, it just was like having a taste of the South up there. And they say you'll it's tart and sweet floral subtle floral notes i didn't get it overly floral 
like you were talking about with gin, you know how it can go too far. Oh, yeah. Not too far at all. Delightfully balanced cocktail. And they say you can pair this with grapefruit, lemon, elderflower, pineapple, peach, cranberry, hibiscus, this particular vodka right. that they have. No, I like that they do that, though. They give you some tasting notes and pairing suggestions. Mm-hmm. And that, recipes. They actually have a great website. But yeah, I really like it. I really like it. Cocktails that are organized by spirit. So you could say, hey, I have their ghost pepper. What can I do with that? Mm-hmm. Or raspberry. What can I do with that? So just we'll link to it in the show notes so you can explore. Oh, absolutely. Well, last but not least, I went way off the reservation for me. This is just not the type of thing I would normally get, but I was so curious about it. The way that I got to talking with our bartender about the decision that they made with it. I said, this is very interesting. And this is a drink called the Barbie Girl. Are you hearing it? Are you hearing uh, yeah. it? That that earworm, that song. You're just going to have to. Now, yeah. We're not going to play it here because we'll get muted. But go play that song on your favorite your favorite music app and get it out of your head. Uh huh. You're welcome. This is another one made with their Aurora Gin, watermelon syrup, lemon juice, and aquafaba. And what is that? Because uh, when we saw that on the menu, I was like, "What is that?" And you knew what it was. I did. And I did not. Yeah, aquafaba is, if you are cooking chickpeas, and you, like say, I make them in the Instant Pot, uh-huh. the water that is left over after you have cooked chickpeas is aquafaba. And the reason that this is often used in cocktails is when bars are looking, or bars and restaurants are looking for an alternative to using egg whites mm. in cocktails. A lot of people have egg allergies. Oh, yeah. And a lot of, or a lot of times, bars don't like to use fresh eggs to make cocktails because they're afraid of foodborne illness. Mm. They will use a dehydrated powdered egg white product instead. This is a vegan alternative that allows them to get the same consistency in terms of a a creamier mouthfeel and the nice thick froth on top of the cocktail it was gorgeous when they shake it and this thing comes served with a you know dehydrated lemon slice but it is a cloudy bright pink it's a it's barbie dream jeep pink there's no way around it and there's no you way you ordered something I, called Barbie Girl. Yeah, I knew what I was getting into. I know. And I think it's funny. And this basically was a grown-up watermelon Jolly Rancher in a drink. And when you described the aquafaba, I bet that like initially I I was thinking, oh, this is not gonna taste right. But it was so good. Yeah, I don't. I was like, "Shut up, here, you." Will, let's share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she actually was co-opting my drink. I did, but I, I don't Sorry. think that the aquafaba really impacts the flavor so it much. Doesn't. But it does a great job at giving you again the mouthfeel and the visual of that foam on top of the drink. Typically, that when you see a cocktail that has egg white in it, the reason they do that is when you shake the cocktail in a cocktail shaker with the egg white in there, it froths. Mm. You're basically making a very quick, almost a meringue, you know, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. yeah. 
So this is just a great alternative to, to doing the egg white. And I, the drink was fantastic. It, again, a, a watermelon Jolly Rancher is exactly what that comes across as in terms of the flavor profile. They did a great job with this beverage. And I think our, it was very balanced because you could be heavy handed with any one of those ingredients. You could, the, you could either knock your socks off with the gin. It would be too floral. You Mm -hmm. could overdo it with the watermelon syrup and it would be too sweet. Mm -hmm. You could overdo it with the lemon juice and it would be too tart. So this This was perfect. Perfect. I just wanted to go back the next day, but they were closed. Yeah. So sad. Next time. Okay. (laughs) And speaking of next time. Yeah. We are at the end of our show, friends. We are. This is an extra large episode this week. Thank you for sticking with us. We are incredibly excited to have you guys along for the ride. We are so thrilled to be able to talk about a travel race. Yeah. And we're finally getting back out there. Hmm. So next week, we recap a fantastic virtual. Celebrating Rob Nadow. So if you haven't signed up for it, I don't know what we'll still link to it here in in our show notes for this episode. So if you want to support organizations and causes that were near and dear to Rob's heart, then uh, like St. Christopher's Truckers Relief Fund and Coke Trucking, then you can go to the link and you can see if there are still spots available. We hope that you'll consider doing that. Rob was an amazing guy and a a huge part of the Runcation Nation. Mm-hmm. And we recently lost him. And we want to support him and his the causes that were important to him and his family. And they've worked hard to get this virtual together. And we're hopeful that we can get as many of the Runcation Nation as possible out there running it for him. This week, it celebrates truck driver appreciation week which culminates in his birthday we had a couple of patron birthdays this month john schroeder just on the 9th Mm -hmm. of september and the end of truck driver appreciation week it will culminate in rob's what would have been rob's 57th birthday so it's a great cause we will link to it in our show notes and can't wait to recap that and where we did it and what we humbly tried to capture in the same way that Rob's photos have always inspired us to see the world. That's next week. (laughs) So until then, guys, thank you for joining us on your long run, your short run around the (laughs) house or wherever you might be. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net 
and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.